This is Yemen News and I'm Alex Williams. Today is Tuesday, April 28th. Today we're going to continue talking to Kamel concerning water, sanitation, and hygiene in Yemen. But before I do that, let me give you a quick update on what's been going on in Yemen over the last 72 hours. What started out as a war between the Houthis from the north and the Saudi-backed government, it has now gotten more complicated as the Southern Transitional Council, who is a part of the Saudi-backed government, has announced a self-administration rule in the south of Yemen as of midnight, Saturday, April 25th. The Saudi Arabian-backed government has warned of dangerous and catastrophic consequences. This took place as the Southern Transitional Council accuses the Saudi-backed government of corruption and mismanagement. I know from calling our contacts in Yemen, the Adenis had suffered significantly from a lack of electricity following the flooding of last week, and they took to the streets to voice their concerns. Yesterday, only 48 hours after the STC announcement, Aden has electricity once again. We will be watching carefully how the situation develops between the Saudi-backed government and the Southern Transitional Council. Now let's get back to hearing from Kamal in our part two on the water situation in Yemen. It's good to have you back on the show, Kamal. Thanks for having me back. It's a pleasure to be here. Kamal, last time you were here, we talked about how WASH has a key role in battling the spread of COVID-19. We know that two things that are key in stopping the spread of the virus is physical distancing and hand washing. What challenges do Yemenis in rural areas face when they try to follow these two key practices? One day when I was in a village, I was doing an hygiene awareness session for the villagers about the importance of hand washing and how most diseases are transmitted through the hands and how they should keep their hands clean. One of the beneficiaries told me a story about his daughter Arwa. She goes every day to fetch water from the wheel, which is one hour and a half away, and she returns after about three hours. The water these child brings to her family is like gold and they cannot waste even a drop of it. No one in the house was interested in washing their hands because there was no enough water for that. Then one day, Arwa became ill with a severe diarrhea. The doctor told her father to take care of her personal hygiene and to wash her hands before and after eating. But the father didn't know what to do, whether to use the water for his family's personal hygiene or for other domestic needs. When I asked him if he cared about his daughter's cleanliness, he replied, You bring me water, and I will take care of the hygiene of my whole family. I can remember when I lived in Yemen, especially during times when clashes broke out in the city. I would always keep track of how much water was in the tanks, as the water services weren't reliable even in the best of times. The city water would come once a month, and so I also collected water from the rain. But I never had a drink from that water, that I collected, which is something these villagers have to do, and they have to choose carefully what to do with the water they do have. They're always in survival mode in Yemen. Kamal, despite the struggle that you have in Yemen, what gives you hope? What is it that has encouraged you recently? There was an old woman who was targeted with the rainwater catchment system. This is the project where they receive a 2,000 liter tank to catch rainwater and water filter made out of ceramic. We gave her a tank and water filter, but when we went to install the tank, we didn't find it. So we asked her, where is the tank? She pointed to her neighbor's house and she said, you are not the only ones who do good. 
Goodness is in the heart of all the people. Even if we have nothing, we will continue to do good. She said her neighbor needed the water tank more than she did. This story motivated me a lot and gave me a hope that the world is still okay and good still exists, even that the poor can do it. Not only that, but her neighbor cried tears of joy because of she will finally get rid of her biggest and the most important problem, bringing water from the wheel, which has been worrying her a lot. That's encouraging. I know there are many Yemenis helping one another during these difficult times. Tell me, Kamel, how did the people in the village react when you go out there with your team? One day while it was raining and the team was installing rainwater harvesting tanks, the team continued working through the rain. Some of the youth in that village were watching the team from afar and decided to come and help, even though they weren't beneficiaries for this project. We told them that the work was our responsibility, but they insisted on helping us. Just like we were helping the people of their area with the tanks, they continued helping the team until they finished the installation. When we went back to this village for the follow-up visit, the sheikh told us that this youth has started calling themselves the rainwater harvesting team and were helping people in need and organized other initiatives in this area. It's clear Yemenis are doing what they can to help one another out, but how can the international community partner with local organizations to help support WASH initiatives in Yemen? By organizing water and sanitation training that the team may need, in addition to the financial support for the project such as the rain harvesting project, the distribution of hygiene kit, or the rehabilitation of sewage system. Also bringing awareness that in the West you can tell people to distance themselves socially and wash their hands, but the world need to know. In Yemen, these things are not possible without the support from the world. Thanks for sharing these stories with us and helping us to get a picture of what it's like on the ground in Yemen. You're doing a great job, Kamal, and do stay safe. Thanks for having me on the show, and I'm always happy to share with you what's going on in Yemen. What Kamal said is very true. In the West, you can tell people to distance themselves socially and wash their hands, but the world needs to know in Yemen, those things aren't always possible without support from the world. So I hope you were able to get a better picture of what the water situation is like inside of Yemen today. It was a pleasure to be with you today. I'm Alex Williams, and this is Yemen News. Yemen News.